Okay, so the, the, the Parsha starts off, we know Vayikra Moshe, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu called Moshe, he was in the, he was in the oil Moed. And we know the, the famous Balaturim, the Balaturim says that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to, that the Pasuk should write Vayikra, full Vayikra. Because Vayikra is a lotion of Chiba, it's a lotion of bonding, it's a lotion of closeness. And Moshe Rabbeinu and his Anivas didn't want that it should write Vayikra, he'd rather that it write Vayikor, like it says by Bilam, whereas they just happened to bump into Bilam. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu told them that we're going to write the small Aleph. Vayikra is to show the Anivas of Moshe Rabbeinu. There we have the small Aleph. So that people don't know exactly that it says Vayikra. If you're looking from a distance, it'll be a small Aleph, and they won't see the word Vayikra. And the Mepharshim asked that if you look, there's other places, the, the Mechilta brings down, the Sri brings down, other places where HaKadosh Baruch Hu called to Moshe Rabbeinu. There was by the Sneh where HaKadosh Baruch Hu called to Moshe Rabbeinu, there was by Harsinai, it says Vayikra, it says Eloshon of Vayikra. So how come over there, we don't have the same concept of Moshe asking and for, the, for the small Aleph? So I believe the Maisa happened with the, with the Chavetz Chaim, where there was, Chavetz Chaim wanted someone to be a, a Rav in a certain community. And the Rav said, I, I don't know if I could do it, I'm a little bit nervous, I don't know if I'll paskin right. And the Chavetz Chaim says, Klai Yisrael needs you, and you're worried about your Elam Haba, Chayisrael needs you to go ahead and do it, and therefore you can't take into Cheshben what you're worried about. You have to go ahead and do it for Klai Yisrael. So by the Sne and by, by Harsinai, there Moshe was becoming the Shliach of Klai Yisrael. Moshe was coming to take Klai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. Moshe was coming to give them the Torah. So there is no makam for to have an evis. Moshe has to show that he's the one that he's the one that's capable. He's the one that's designated by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and he has to keep that. He has to keep that, that uh, Anivas, there's no place for Anivas over there. Here where we come and we say Vayikra Moshe, where it's only specifically said to Moshe Rabbeinu on his own. Nobody else ever heard, nobody heard it. it was, the call was only to Moshe Rabbeinu. So there, it's between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe himself. So then, even the greatest person, but Kalapi HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you realize how insignificant you are, and there it applies the humility, and there it applies the Anivas. So where is the Shliach for Klai Yisrael? Klai Yisrael has to know who you are, and it's better for Klai Yisrael to know that you're Taka, someone who's Roy Lakach. So then, we, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't prove Anivas. But when it comes to him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's between him and him, and there Moshe doesn't need, it's, it's just for Moshe Rabbeinu. So Kalapi him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there he's able to, to show his anivas, and there he understood his anivas. They bring down a story of Rabbi Saul Salanter, that Rabbi Saul Salanter was a, obviously a, a Yilui. He was from the, from the biggest Gedolim. I think they asked, when they asked Rabbi Chaim who was the biggest, I think Rabbi Saul Salanter was number one, higher than the Beis Halevi and Aral Diskin. And... When he was younger, he decided that he was going to keep to himself. And he went ahead and he learned Shas Balpeh. And this way, while he was working, he, then he decided he would work. And while he was working, he was able to chaz a Shas. And that's the way he wanted to, to lead his life. And when he saw what was happening with the Haskalah and all the problems that the Klai Yisrael had, he realized that Klai Yisrael needed him. And that's when he let himself be known a little bit that he, he was Taka Godel Batoira. And he went to the extent that he started like a newspaper for B'nai Torah, and he put his chedushim in there just to give it a stempel, like he put it in and other people put it in. And this way he was able to raise the spirits of the, the B'nai Yisrael. He started the Muslim movement. But this was all because he felt that that's what he needed for Klai Yisrael. And I saw that Rav Shach read those chedushim Torah that he printed in those sfarim to give the stempel for the B'nai Torah. And he said that it's a good shtickle taira, but it's not what he was, he was able to do much more. And the reason is because even so, he was at such a high level 
that he only did it for Klai Yisrael, but to give away his full Gainus and Torah, that he didn't want to do. And was, but that's the concept. The concept is, when it comes to doing something for Klai Yisrael, so there you have to go ahead and show that you're capable and to, and to be able to do what Klai Yisrael needs, so then you can't stand down and you have to do what you're able to do. But when it comes to you, that your own cheshbonus, then klapi you and Hakadosh Baruch Hu, then you have to you have to show anivus. But it could be it's even more than that because if you look, the Ramban brings down that the tam of the karbonus. What's the whole tam of the karbonus? So first he brings from the Rambam where the Rambam says that the idea is that since Klai Yisrael was in Mitzrayim where they bowed down to the Seh, to other countries, other Umasailam, they bowed down to certain different animals. So since they used it for Avodah Zarah, so to get rid of our, to knock them down, so to speak, to knock down this concept of Avodah Zarah, we go ahead and we're mocker of the Karbonis. That's the way the Rambam brings down from the Moran of Uchim. But he says, what do you mean? This is not the, the time of the Karbonis. The time of the Karbonis is to remove yourself from Avodah Zarah. It says, Ishe Reich Nichayach Lashem. It has to be an Ishe. We're doing a positive thing. We're bringing ourselves close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And besides that, we find Noyach gave a, a, brought a carbon. Kain bring a carbon. There was no Umas Oilam that were coming to be Mavatal there, Avodah Zarah yet. So what's the significance? And therefore, the Ramban learns that since we're coming to be Machaper, Badiber, Bemachshava, Bemaisa, all of these things, the actions that we do on the Karbanas, we put the hands on, we do Zrikas Dam, they all correspond to what really we ourselves should have been Mechaev, because of our various we ourselves to be Mechaev, by us going ahead and doing these things to the animal, so we're being Machni ourselves, that really this should be us, and we're really responsible, but we're putting it into the carbon, and HaKadosh Baruch and Rechmona should accept it, but really we're Mavatal ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch and Rabbi Gedal Yeshua comes to, and he says an interesting thing. He says that to answer the Ramban's kasha on the Rambam, he says that this, that they were coming to be Mavatul the Zara, it doesn't mean what we think the, uh, the tremendous Avoid Zara that was there. He says that there's a, a Gemara Avoid Zara that says Avram Avinu worked on, had a whole Masechta of how to be Mavatul Avoid Zara. What, what was that mean? That means not that he was doing Avoid Zara, but every aspect of a chesoran, or what you would think of koichi v'oitzim yodi, he slowly had to go ahead and be mavato. Any type of yeshus, he calls it, any type of yeshus in the person, any type of chashivas that a person it's thinks he has. Huh? Could be even a bigger avodazara than regular Yeah, he calls it, it a nidnud. He says it's a nidnud of avodazara. But it's a nidnud of avodazara. That's what he, I think that's all I'm saying. He says, because to take away the, a person's yeshus, to take away a person's chashivas, there, that's what the Rambam refers to. It doesn't mean the actual concept of Avodah Zarah. And that's the, that's the idea that we have to work on. So he said it's not such a big machoikis between the Ramban and the Rambam. They both hold the same thing. They both hold that there has to, you have to be mavatal yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Ramban holds that you have to do maizim to put on the animals and to do the hands and to do everything like that. Where he holds it's more like a sur ra, like to take away any koichi voitzim yodi, any type of yeshus that there is. But the concept is really not such a big, it's a big machoikis. The concept is the same. So you see, that when it comes to Karbonus, there's a tenai that a person has to be mavatal himself. That's just the, that's the way it is. Otherwise, that's what makes the aspect of the Karbonus somehow either sur ra or, or kumbaese, but there's a certain bitl of yourself that, that's needed before you could be mavatal of the Karbonus. It's like a tenai in the Hilchas Karbonus. So that's why it could be, it says it over here, the small olive. Here we're talking about the Karbonus. So we're talking about the Karbonus. So that's the Indian of, of bitl, and that's the thing you think. I saw a fascinating Orachayim. The Orachayim says like this. The Pesach says, Adam ki yakriv karban l'ashem, and Adam ki yakriv became karban l'ashem. And the Mepharshim say, what's Adam, it should have said, ish, what's the mikem, l'chayr the mikem is extra. 
And so he gives a bunch of pshatim darachayim, and then darachayim says a pshat derech remes, a fascinating pshat derech remes, he says. That there's a concept that whoever is mezakes or rabim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, does not bring a chet al yodai. So he says, the Adam, the, the pshat in the Pasuk is like this, Adam is really a chash of a person, an Adam. And an Adam kiyakrif, that means when a person does a chet, right, so that well, we're, we're bringing a carbon to, to bring that as carbon, a chet pulls you away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the carbon is the idea is to be as carbon to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he says, the Adam kiyakrif mikem, Adam is a lotion of chashivas. Kiyakrif mikem is a, the mikem is a lotion of the psulim, the psulis, from you. That a person who's makriv other people and he gets to bring that as karvis to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Adam kiyakrif mikem, korban lashem. For him, that's enough of a carbon. He doesn't need a carbon at all. By him going to head and be mezaka somebody else. That's enough of a scarvis, and he doesn't need a carbon. The rest of the Pasuk is talking about those people that are not Mazakas or Rabim, so then they have to bring them in a behemah, in a bakar, in a tzayin. But if you have someone, and he says it's a tzivui on Klai Yisrael to go ahead and to try to go ahead and to be Mazaka the Rabim, but it's Adam Kiyakrim Yikem, that'll be the carbon. You don't need any more scarvis. The rest of the Pasuk, in a behemah, in a bakar, in a tzayin, says the Rechaim, that's the regular dinam of Kabbalah, and someone doesn't have the, the Mazakas or Rabim. And you don't need to, to go ahead and be Isaac so much in Kirov to, to do this point. That was just by, um, by Yeshiva, you know, so his father recently passed away. And he was, they were saying over stories at the, at the Shiva that his father was in Chaimbal and he learned by Rafutner. And Rafutner sent him to out of town places to be a Rebbe. He was in uh, Maine and he was, I forgot where else, another, another out of town community. And he said that they were getting calls from people 40 years later that when we saw your father act the way he did, he had such a, such a scarvish v'tari, such a cheshik v'tari, it stayed with us. And they were all public school kids, or the day school kids, they were all out of town kids. And because of his ashboy, they, now they're, they're, they're doing good, they're regular from a yidin. And he said one story that stuck out, but his father, he said, was very creative in poetry and plays. And when he used to put on the plays, so he used to give parts to certain kids and he used to make lyrics that they would have to review them at home to practice their part, and they would go to their parents, and they would have to practice with them. And like by Hanukkah, he would talk about Torah, and, and he would stick it in there, so not that he was pushing them to do it, just by osmosis, they would go ahead, and this way they would, they would, they would read the lines, and they would get something out of it, and this way he was able to do it. And there was one person, he said, they just got this, uh, someone came over to him, and said that there was one boy who was a ben yachid, and they couldn't get him to go to a regular yeshiva high school. They had to send him to a public school. But now he's sitting in a regular from a person because throughout high school, those lines stayed with his, his mind. And once he left high school, his parents didn't let him leave town to go to a high school. I think he was a Ben Yachid, and therefore they didn't want him to go to a regular yeshiva. But those lines st stuck with him. And once he left high school and he was on his own, so he went back to, to the thing. So the idea is, this: that the, the Archaim says that if you mezak is a rabim, you don't need karbonus, that you don't need to, to do actual kivah. You could be a, a person that's mashpia without going ahead and doing it. And, but that's the idea, that kal mezak is a rabim, in a chet, and you don't need, you don't need a, you don't need a carbon. By the, by the Oni, so the Oyla the, Sa'oif, the, so it says that in, in place of the behemoth, he brings two birds. And it's called Echad Oila Echad Right? And the Mepharshim say, what's like, what are we bringing to? We, we have a chatos. What's this oila? The oif is being brought from the oila. So the Ebene Ezra brings a pshat, the second pshat that he says. And he says that 
you could have an Ani that's happy. He knows his place in life. Everything is good. He's so, I mean, this is in, in the words of the Ebenezer. And he's Sameach and he's happy with his stage in life. Then what happens? He comes to bring his carbon. And he sees this guy, he's bringing an animal. This, this usher is bringing a tremendous animal. And he's stuck with birds. It's like you go to, to, the, to the shul on Sukkot. You know, this guy has a bigger esrik. Right? So, oh, this guy could afford a bigger esrik. I can't afford a bigger esrik. So, therefore, he's going to have in his heart, he's going to have a taina on this wealthy guy. So, that's why he has to specifically bring an oil for that herurim that he has against that rich person. So, that means throughout the whole his whole life, before he brought this carbon, everything was okay, he was happy with the way he was. But once it comes to Ruchnius and he sees that this guy is bringing a bigger behemoth than mine, so then he's going to start hearing Harurim. So the idea over here is that even when it comes to Ruchnius, that's the whole concept also of Karbonis Echad Amar Echad Amamit, right? So the idea is that you're in your stage. I saw recently from the stipler, they bring down a mice with the stipler that there was a wagon driver who was driving around and he was famated, he had no other way of Parnassum. And while he was driving the stipler, the stipler asked him, do you learn anything? So he says, yeah, I go to a shear. And to be honest, by the time the shear starts, I'm out cold. And when I wake up, the shear is over. <laughs> he says, I don't, I'm not really learning that much. And the stipler told him, you don't know what you're doing with that going to the shear and falling asleep during that shear. Because that's all you can do. And your stage in life, that's all we can do. So that's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from you. So that's the idea of the oil. You see from this Evan Ezra that the idea is even though it's a poor person, and he looks at the other person, and the other person seems to be bringing an animal for his carbon. But for you, this is your stage in life, and that's what all HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. And that's the idea between Echad Amar, Bevechad Amamit, Just very quickly, just uh, one more th- uh, thing to get Purim, it says that we bring the carbon Mincha, which Rashi says that Mincha was brought, there was Ki'ilu Hikriv Nefesh. The Gemara Megillah says that when Mordechai, when Haman came to Mordechai, to bring him the clothes and the kocha yeyos eleish asher melachafetz bekarei, so Mordechai was learning, and he was scared. He was scared. What's Haman coming to do to him? And he, Haman came over to him and asked him, "What are you learning?" So he said, "I'm learning hilchas kamitza." So Haman said, "Your hilchas kamitza is going to outweigh all of the shkalim, all the money that I gave." And the pshat seems to be that when you look at the carbon mincha, so even though there was soilus there, but the only thing that was actually makriv on the mizbeach was the kamitza, was what you could stick, the little bit that what sticks into the person's hand. That's all you could be makriv, that's all that goes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Mordechai was learning Hilchas kamitza. It was at a stage where Klai Yisrael had already gone to the Sudas Achashverosh. Mordechai didn't know where the Hatzalah would come from. There's not so many people that are with me. He was learning with a few people. So when he saw the, the koimets, the minchas koimets, that a, a, few, a little bit of something that you stand strong to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so he told the people, the idea was that he told the people that he's learning with, that us few people that, keep, that are keeping the Torah going, that's enough for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to make that soul. And that's what Haman realized. He says, until I get everybody, I'm not going to be able to defeat Kal Yisrael. If everybody falls, then I can do it. But as long as there's that core of people that are learning Hilchitz Kamitsa and they're doing for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's enough to outweigh all of the money. That's enough to keep Kal Yisrael strong. And that's what you see throughout history. There's always like a core that kept strong, that kept everybody going. Just one thing, Legea Parsha Zohar, I saw from Gedal Yeshur. He says that the, Pasu, the, the Mishnah says, V'hoya kasha yarim moishas yadov v'gavar Yisrael. V'hoya kasha Torah, then then. Uh, and the Gemara says, uh, Then they would be victorious. If not, they would, they would do this. And he says, what do you mean? The hands of Moshe did a lot. 
it split the sea, they brought the makas, what does that mean? So he says, that, what does the Gemara mean to say? The Gemara means to say, If the hands of Moshe attack us so strong, so why did he put them down? Is the Teretz is, he says, because Amole can only come when when the Klai Yisrael is not Mestach and Klapi Mal. What does that mean? That means if they think that everything that happens in the world is, there's a Derech Mikra, and there's a reason for it, so then Amole could come in and do their derech mikra, and they, they could take over. So what it means is that Klai when the Mishtap and Klapi Milo, when they looked at HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they realized that everything that comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then there was no Mokom for Amolek to come in. It was only Mishtap and Klapi Mata, when they looked at the ground, and they said, the world is running, Alpi derech mikra, and this happened because of this, and this happened because of that, so then that gives the opportunity for Amolek to come in. And that's the Pshat, why it says that the Pesach says that they tested Hashem, HaYesh Hashem B'Kirbeinu Klai Yisrael, is Hashem Kodesh Baruch Hu with us, says Rav Gedalia. So he says, the Zoyar, he brings from a Zoyar, and the Zoyar asks, what do you mean, HaKlai Yisrael said, HaYesh Hashem B'Kirbeinu? HaKodesh Baruch Hu was taking care of them for everything. They, they didn't see the Mon, they didn't see HaKodesh Baruch Hu, they had nothing. So what does that mean, they were able to say, HaKodesh Hashem B'Kirbeinu? So he says, the Pshat is that Klai Yisrael knew that HaKodesh Baruch Hu was taking care of them, that, that wasn't the concern. But there was a little bit of even Alpidera, that there is some Derech HaTeva, even our Derech HaTeva is not from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So once there's even a little bit of amount of saying that there's a cause and an effect without HaKadosh Baruch Hu running everything, so that's why he came to Yesh, because he said Yesh, so then Amalek was able to come in. But as long as Klai Yisrael goes ahead and says that every, even the things that happen in daily life, Yesh Hashem even the things in daily life happen strictly because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then there's no Mokom for Amalek. Okay.